Discover Your Real Estate Career with Joe Lenz and Stephanie Gordon. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I am with Colin Frangi with uh, Tycor Title. He's an account executive, and uh, he does a great job out there in our world of real estate. And uh, Colin, I want to uh, thank you for joining me. How are you doing, bud? Thanks for having me, Joe. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day out there. Hey, listen, I wanted to... Um, you know, talk to you about your mindset and just uh, what you're doing. You know, in the last 90 days, we've, we've, and you know, 10 years from now, somebody will plug in and say, what the heck was COVID-19? But I think it's something that we're continuing to talk about. Like, you know, my mom and dad talked about the depression. Um, You know, COVID-19 was definitely a a big deal in uh, 2020. Um, Who would have thought, right? (laughs) Yep. It's COVID-19. It's all that everyone talks about. (laughs) Hey, listen, Colin. So your way of doing business was completely, or us, all of us, you know, business was completely uh, turned upside down. And it's like getting your, your heart and stomach and innards ripped out through your throat. It was. Um, Yep. hundred percent. So what, what did you, what are you doing differently now? How did you pivot and what was a mindset that you had to be able to do that? Tell me about that. Okay, so um, just to give you kind of a foundation of like what I did before or a backstory of what I did pre-COVID. So uh, as an account executive, I'm responsible for um, driving sales in a territory um, and to generate business and also to maintain business, maintain clients. So to do that, uh, the best way to do it is face-to-face. Right. So my most of my business revolved around visiting offices um, normally i'd visit around 15 to 20 offices a day if i got if i had a meeting it might be cut down to 10 or so um but that was the base of my business so i would drive around to offices all day drop in talk to agents uh, help them with their problems title problems or drop off cuffs um which is what we're no, mostly known for <laughs> um and that's how I would work my business along with making calls in my database and new prospective clients. Um, that was the foundation. So now, uh, fast forward to COVID, right? As of March, um, we went into a stay at home order and no one was allowed really to go to offices from our, our company won't allow us to go out there. And most offices didn't want to want to see us. Because, you know, you never know if we're going to be carrying the virus, right? So that eliminated pretty much 90% of what I would do. (laughs) Um, And so I had to figure out a different way to generate business and to to drive revenue still. And at first, it kind of seemed like Mount Everest, to be honest. Uh, I didn't really know what to do. And then I just kind of buckled down and went back to the basics of simply picking up the phone and and dialing and um, trying to make 40 contacts over the phone, not just in person every day. And, and, you know, trying to just be a person that was helping like just a, um, a support system, right. For other people, because people were going through tough times. They didn't know when they were going to get their next paycheck oftentimes. And a lot of deals were falling through in real estate. So I just reached out to people offering help um, just to be a support system 
um, trying to get people masks and gloves when I could and um, just think outside the box. And that, that's kind of how I pivoted right when COVID happened. That's what I did from a process standpoint. Um, also, a lot of my stuff went on social media. I went to uh, more so than before. I've always been a big advocate for social media. Right. But I got really disciplined with posting on social media, uh, doing stories, showing people what I was doing as like behavior wise to keep my mind in the game. Um, I always have worked out every single day at 5.30 to 6 a.m. Um, that's when I'd start for an hour. And um, so not being able to go to the gym, which is where I would do my workouts because all the gyms closed, kind of threw me for a whirl. Um, so to keep my mind right, I started doing, I didn't have any weights. There no weights were in the stores. They were super overpriced. They wanted $500,000 for a bench. Wasn't going to pay that. So I started doing just workout videos at my house and, um, I put, um, weights or cans and like wood, uh, a wood Jenga set and some tools into a traveling backpack that I had. And I was doing like the videos with the backpack on. And then I was doing push-ups with the, with the backpack on. And uh, I, I just tried to like work with what I had, which is basically what I did with my business too. Um, and just, I kept my regiment. So even though the gyms were closed, I still woke up at the crack of dawn to get after my workout. And I tried to keep everything as it was um, in order to keep my mind in the game. That was really, that was really, really hard to do, was it not? Yes, because it was so easy to slack off and to say, oh, yeah, like, you know, I don't need to go out and go make office calls right now. I could just wake up whenever and just call from my house. Um, I tried to get dressed every single day, and I tried to look professional every day um, because there's something about it that puts you into a mindset of, like business growth um that i liked and i felt that so i I did it a couple times i i woke up and i just stayed in what i was wearing when i went to bed or what i was working out in and it didn't feel good (laughs) it doesn't feel good and it's funny that you say that it's kind of like um you know putting on a professional dress is like wearing a uniform on the field um and you know the funny thing is is um you know, and you play football and, and you know that yeah. football means a little bit to me. And, and uh, you know, the coach will never, ever, ever look at you during a game if you don't have your helmet on. And you have no chance of getting in the game if you don't have your helmet on True. the whole time. Right. And, you know, it's that's just part of being ready. And, and then standing, you know, of course, next to the coach. You know, I get some experience with that. You know, you stand next to the coach. Hey, you gonna put me in yet? Um, and uh, and being ready to go at all times because you know, out of sight, out of mind. That's that's the key. Just like you said, staying next to the coach. With that was making office calls for me, right? Was right. being next to the coach. Now I couldn't do that physically, so I went the social media route. I was doing um, a video every single week at one point until I got shut down for some reason. And, um, <laughs> <You're back. laughs> and um, 
And so that was my way of staying in front of people, which was working. I, I got a ton of responses, which I was super grateful for. Right. And, um, and that, that's kind of how I, how I pivoted, right. Was instead of being in person, just being online. So the other thing I want to just chat with you really quickly about is just your, the balance and you, you've got, you, you appear to have some pretty good balance in your life. Um, you know, tell me about that. Tell me what you're doing. Um, you know, in your off time, you know, that, gotcha. that really empowers you to be even better during your on time. So, um, Monday through Friday, I go really hard. Uh, once every two weeks I go hard on the weekends. And then when I'm not doing that on the weekend, I like to dirt bike, um, get into nature, go explore, um, get away. And, um, that's really kind of equals me out and just forgetting about everything for a short period of time allows me to come back to the workplace and supercharged. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I know that real estate agents, they work on the weekends mostly and that's their prime time. And so it's, it's harder to do that. Um, but when you do find time to just distance yourself from everything, um, and be able to just, just be with nature or be in your hobby, it's really refreshing. It's, it's so then we go back seven, eight years ago when you started in this business. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you had a lot more challenges in the business than you anticipated, don't you? I did. Um, I, <laughs> it, it, I didn't have any weekends for the first two years. Uh, mm -hmm. Years one through two, I worked 80, 80 hour weeks um, every single day from seven o'clock in the morning to seven, eight, eight o'clock at night. Cause I was built like really just building out a, data, a database that I didn't know anyone. So right. imagine coming home and having to put, put in 30 to 50 contacts every single day of people you didn't know. Like that's, that's what I would do every day. And so, um, that, that was, man, that was, that was a workload. And then during the weekends, I would go from five to 10 open houses a day. And that's how I would get to meet, um, newer agents that had listings, which was what I was, um, you know, I, in order for me to earn a title order or earn a paycheck, the, the listing has to close. Right. So, um, <laughs> that, that, that's the whole thing is have it, have a listing and then be able to help them close the listing. Right. So weekends were, were, was my prime time. That was the main, main time to go work. So how do you deal with that? And you know, you can't tell me that you haven't had some self doubt along the way. You know, we, we all have that going on in our head from time to time. What's your method of keeping that self doubt out and, and keeping your attitude, you know, at its very best and your mental shapeness uh, at its best? What do you, what do you, how do you, how do you, how do you That's do that? Great question. Um, so there's, I think two things that really help. One, I've had a great support system. My parents have, um, in a way, like whenever I've been down, I've been able to call them and talk. they both sold title. Right. So they know the struggles of the business. So whenever I was, I've been down, I'd be able to call them and they'd be able to talk me through it. So, uh, super blessed to have them. And then number two now, which is more of a recent development in the last couple of years, is that when I get turned down or frustrated, or whatever, um, 
I'm uncomfortable. And my mindset has changed. Instead of not liking being uncomfortable, I like that feeling. So I, I like to go, I like, if I'm being uncomfortable, that means I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of a mindset change of, I'm uh, being frustrated with being uncomfortable to now I like being in that position of being uncomfortable. That means I'm doing something right. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of talk about, about just that being uncomfortable or being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. So yeah, that's the, uh, um, the idea is to grow. You have to be uncomfortable and nothing makes you more uncomfortable or disheartened than failing. <laughs> yeah. No, no right. Yeah, that's where the interception comes in. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a guy that's doing the intercepting and then the guy who just got intercepted, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. two ends of the spectrum going on there. hundred percent. Anything else you'd like to share with us before we uh, close it down this afternoon? I think uh, nothing, nothing I really have off the top of my head. Um, you read much? Uh, I read a little bit. Um, I listen, I listen more. I, li- I listen to podcasts. Um, I listen to audiobooks. Um, I haven't really been listening to a lot recently. Um, I've just been kind of, which is not the best thing. <laughs> I've been more just focused on the grind. Right. Um, I used to listen on my drive into the territory. <laughs> that, that was kind of, that was kind of my list, my listening right. time. Right. Um, the last book that I listened to, was um, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willick. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great leadership book. Um, prior to that, I did uh, David Goggins. Um, guy's a beast, man. You recommended that to me, and I read that. It's like, oh, holy mackerel. Yeah, that was, that was one of my favorite ones. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're right. There, there's no excuse. When you read that guy's material, there's no excuse. Um, you know, our, our stuff is so minor compared to what that guy was was experiencing oh 100 percent. oh one thing i can leave you with really is uh burn the boats so whenever i think about something being impossible or um if i'm getting frustrated or stressed out about the amount of tasks or thing i have, things i have to do or um, a goal that i have to reach um, i just think about burning the boats um just like there's no, nothing else i'm going to do until this gets done um mm-hmm. Because if you want to take the island, the best way to do that is to set your ship on fire so that you have no choice but to take that island. True story. I like that thought process. Hey, Colin, thanks for sharing that stuff with me. Um, I really appreciate it, man. You're doing good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Joe. All right, man. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Charge on. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and then share it with someone you think will benefit from it.